millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What is going on, everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome to the week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Mean. Sean, how's it going? I'm having a lovely 15th of June. How are you? I am also having a lovely 16th of June. What? What? What is the, the future like? Did you solve all the problems? <laughs> Imagine I could go to the future, but I just go to tomorrow. <laughs> like... That's still pretty useful, I yeah. would say. Yeah, I suppose in minor... I suppose lottery tickets. That'd help. Um, oh yeah The Grand National Other ways to make money What else could I rob? <laughs> Surely you could just like Stop people from dying And things like oh, that Oh you mean nice things Oh sorry Yeah <laughs> I went for monetary value Straight off You uh, know what I'm about away, yeah. Have you heard of our you Patreon? <laughs> no I haven't I was, going to, I was going to look it up tomorrow <laughs> No there's no time shot So This is Movie Mondays And Obviously, everything's on lockdown at the minute, so this show has been kind of taking a different um, t- turn, just in regards to, obviously there's no movies coming out, so there's no trailers coming out, and we've kind of had to just rely on news. But this week, Sean, we are starting Movie Mondays with actual trailer talk. This might be our first trailer since the Black Widow trailer? Is that the last one? Oh my god, really? Uh, I'm trying to remember what in between, but... Black Widow one in May, as a start of May or late April, might be the last one that we reviewed. That's... Oh, man. <laughs> well, look. How, let's come back with a bang. Let's come back with a big bang. And it's actually weird that we were talking about time travel because our first trailer, our first news story this week, is Bill and Ted 3. The trailer has dropped for Bill and Ted 3 with Mr. Keanu Reeves. What a man. Yes. What, um, what a man, the man himself. We'll get into that. <laughs> what a man. But, Sean, you have watched the trailer. I said, Sean, you make notes. And I know you love, like, 
You love Alex Winter. You love Keanu Reeves. You're gonna you're gonna love making order. notes. You <laughs> everyone's favorite Alex Winter and the other guy. But Sean, what are your thoughts on this trailer? It was only a minute and I think forty seconds long, maybe. So not a lot to get into, but it is our first glimpse at this new movie. Yeah, the, uh, I don't know. Um, you told me to make notes. There's not a whole lot to make notes on. Did you just write Bill and Ted? Question mark. Ted and Bill. <laughs> Ted and perhaps. Bill. <laughs> uh, no. So the premise of this is that like uh, they played uh, they played their gig, mm. and then a month later, is it a month later? No, they said years later. This is like twenty years later. Uh, They've gone from playing a concert in front of a world in front of the entire world to a gig in front of forty people. Oh yeah, who were there for Taco Night? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. So, so they're washed up. They're old and hacks. This is very Keanu Reeves. It's a bit close to the bone. Washed up. Did they age up Keanu Reeves in this? <laughs> they're like, we need to make him older. Alex Winters had a tough life. <laughs> Keanu, you look too young. He don't. It, it might be the loss of the beard, and I'm sorry. And he, he has this. He, I will say, they perfectly capture the characters. Yeah, of Bill and Ted, like still, you know. Even still, that Keanu- you, f- you feel like they fell back into that role. I think so, because Keanu still has that like slightly not there expression vacant. that he always has. <laughs> vacant, a yeah. good word. Yeah. But the pl- the plot of this movie is they're going to go into the future to find the best song that they already wrote because they're going to steal from themselves. They're going to steal from themselves, so it's not stealing. Yeah, if we're stealing it from ourselves, it isn't stealing, is what they say. Yeah, so they also go to the future, and then they find themselves in muscle suits. Yes, which... And that that was the one part of the trailer I was like, I suppose that's funny. But Sean, I read the best YouTube um, comment, and it just said, this looks terrible. I can't wait to see it opening night. <laughs> that's think- very true. <laughs> I think this could be a beautiful mess of a movie. But because the first one is a beautiful mess of a movie. Yeah, like everyone treasures it as like, oh, it's this cult classic. It's like, it's a dumb fucking premise, like, for a start. But like, it's like, um, but this is, I'm going to get a bit cynical here, Sean. I'm going to need you to try and pull me back here because Dumb and Dumber... Very good nineties movie. Very. I, I thought this was going to very come off yeah. of its time, and then they got the characters back. We'll get up. The crew is back together. Dumb and Dumber Two. This time it's more personal. Electric Boogaloo, and they came out, and that is one of the worst comedies ever. So Sean, what soulless of this? as well. <laughs> yeah, Sean. Do you think this movie could fall into the same trap in that it can't? I suppose capture is the right word. Like, I can't capture that feeling you got when you watched the first one, which nobody can, because it's... A, nobody it's, can, yeah, yeah, and that's a trap everyone falls into. I don't know. I think Keanu Reeves made would do this because he thinks people would like it. And he's just a lovely man. He's just a lovely man. Like, I don't <laughs> think he'd be in this for the cash, because I think he's made enough money and he's said that numerous times. Yeah, and I think for many years they've been trying to get him back to do what it is. But he just spent his yeah, whole time going, no. And what like what strikes me about this as well is it's coming out summer 2020. Yes. August 21st. So, like, 
that's at the point where everyone assumes everything's going to be okay. So, and, like, it might it might benefit from that that people haven't been to the cinema all summer. Now, we actually do have a new story um, relating to that kind of thought process later on. Um, but it, that is a very good point, just in regards to if people haven't been to the cinema, they'll probably want to go out. And I think this has a lot of nostalgia for it. I suppose, there, I'm sure someone who probably didn't watch the first movie or didn't really care for it. Like, you're going to watch a trailer and say, this looks terrible. Like, I don't get anything from it. But if you watched Bill and Ted, all you would literally need is just the two of them and the phone box. That's all you'd need to sell the movie. That's very true. Like, and it's... It's probably going to be a movie that you can just jump into even if you've never seen Bill and Ted. You know, but you'll get more out of it if you've seen the other two. I I do actually think um, that Keanu Reeves has been aged up. I think you're right. I was watching it going, he's not that old looking. I've he seen looks him in real so life. much older. Did they like pale his lips or something? I don't I don't understand what they did to make him look slightly older. Maybe that's it. It's that it's the lack of. See, I don't... And it's not even... It can't even be the long hair, because John Wick has long hair. It might be the beard, but normally beards make people look older. But apparently it makes him look younger. I don't... I have no idea what it is. It's magical. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think the best encapsulation of this movie is that it's probably going to be terrible. But a movie can be dumb fun. Like, if it has charm, it could be dumb fun. The problem is, with Dumb and Dumber 2, they kind of did the dumb bit without any of the charm. And that makes you lose all your love for the franchise or whatever. But if this movie's bad, it doesn't mean the first two don't exist. Which is very important to say. Yes, let's all keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, and also, Keanu Reeves is not going to do something that's really terrible. Or is he? We don't know. I don't know. I hope this somehow ties into Matrix 4. I <laughs> That's the only way he'd do it. I will only do Bill and Ted if it somehow relates to Matrix and John Wick. Somehow. Tie in. We've talked about the Keanu-verse before. Yeah. Do you think he... I really want the scene in this movie now where Bill and Ted meet John Wick. Oh my god, that would be fantastic. And he has a beard. Like, he has the John Wick look, but then he goes back to... It goes back to Ted, and he's just old Keanu Reeves for some reason. Or, John Wick meets muscle-made Keanu Reeves. Muscle suit. Oh my god, who has that in a fight? <laughs> oh, John Wick. John Wick has every fight. That's true, John Wick cannot lose a fight. No, well, I mean, he can get punched, but... There's very little fights that he actually comes up. Jesus, I, I think I lost that one. Very few. Yeah, I am. Um, I like. The, I think the muscle suits. They look good for muscle suits. Do you think this is the? Or do, do you, you think, think that is this movie's only good joke, and they put it in the trailer, which is a mistake? A lot of these movies make. I, that was my follow-up question. <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know how much that's gonna be in it. Like, because that joke will wear thin very quickly. <laughs> if you want to give a time, it's about 72 seconds. <laughs> when was that kept old? Yeah, I think so, because it can't, you can't just have that. Because we're in prison. So, how long can a prison uh, segment last? Like 10, 20 minutes? Oh, God. And there's going to be a breakout? That's going to wear fucking thin, man. 20 minutes of a muscle suit. That seems a bit much. 
Vinnie Jones only got like eight and a half. <laughs> he did. Um, I think this movie, it has every right to be as dumb as it wants. It's it's a strange time to bring it out. Um, it's definitely a strange world, but maybe this is what everyone needs, is just a very dumb movie that they can kind of just go laugh at. It's true, maybe this will fix everything. This is the cure. <laughs> Yeah, if this doesn't fix everything, zero stars for me. That's what I'm doing. I'm not setting my priorities no, too high, but... I don't, I don't... I think Keanu could do it. If I told Keanu, you could save the world as this is good, he'd actually make, like, the best movie ever. He would, just no one's told him that yet. No, nobody's actually told him. Come on, Speed 3. Is there a Speed 3? They made a Speed 3. Did they? No, Speed 2 yeah. was the boat. What was Speed 3 then? I think it was a train. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> or wait, did they never make a Speed 3 and I'm thinking of Father Ted? You might, you might be thinking of a milk truck. A milk float, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Speed 3 is Father Ted. Good, glad we nailed that down. <laughs> that's that's for our new podcast, Father Ted Talk. Father Ted Talk, I'd love Father Ted Talk. Yeah. Um, okay, we're moving on to another piece of news, Sean, and something that actually made me quite sad. Um, this is, a stu- this is a, I think... A movie, it's a story about a movie that would be kind of close to our childhood, um, mm. and that is Artemis Fowl. Now, yes. the Artemis Fowl movie was uh, Disney Plus's next big thing. They've been putting, a, it's been in development for a lot of years, and we, of course, read the books at, when we were younger, so we were like very much looking forward to this. But, Sean, I have some bad news in that the first oh, no. reviews have come out, and oh, no. they're not. Pleasant. Can't imagine they would be. No. Um, it, do you want to know the Rotten Tomatoes score? Now, we will say, as usual, Rotten Tomatoes is not a true reflection of a movie. It's just a general vibe. You get a general ballpark of where it's at. Okay, uh, is it like an out of 19 or something like that? 15%, Sean. Fuck. It's at 15%. That's rough. I think Geostorm has 11 so, better than Geostorm <laughs> a Geostorm best, it's like the Ben Hur of disaster movies <laughs> like I, feel, I, I do feel bad for some of the people involved in this mm. but this must have been a, a movie made by committee right now yeah I think so because of course this is um, the Armist Vow series is written by Irish author Owen Colfer um, and it it was going to come out, it was directed by Kenneth Branagh as well. And the whole thing is like, it's a young, rich uh, genius who, um, I think he's t- 10 maybe, 11 or 12 in the first one. And he stumbles upon a secret race of fairies living under the Earth's surface and decides to, to exploit the discovery for profit. Now, in the original books, I'm pretty positive Artemis Fowl is like an anti-hero. He's like a villain. Um, he's 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 a dickhead basically in all the novels, but in the yeah. movie itself, uh, what it said is that the committee themselves felt it would be more beneficial to make Artemis the hero of the story from straight off. That's not interesting though. <laughs> no, because like like now you've made it a movie solely for kids, which is fine if it's which is fine. decent. But it, like it's appealing. It's but it's marketed to everyone. Mm. You get me? Yeah. No, I get you. Yeah. And so, and once you appeal to everyone, you appeal to nobody. Exactly. Yeah. Like, 
it's the the reason the first book went so mad specifically in Ireland but worldwide as well is that like he's not a good person at in the first book. No, he's like, he the, he's the villainously in the first one. He is. He kidnaps a, a fairy. He kidnaps a living creature and like holds a, her prisoner in his basement. Like and, and he, he doesn't just stumble across a magical world. Like he spends he spent his time researching all the old stories and he's deduced no this is real and here's how I exploit it. Yeah, because he's he's using it for his own gain. Um, yeah, he wants and, all the fairy gold. And even which is a dumb idea, but you have a ten year old genius who's like, I'm going to kidnap a fairy, and and set a ransom, and then just try and get the money back because I can just do that because I want it. <laughs> And, and he just fucking does it. And he just does it. And so the whole movie is he kidnaps a fairy and then it's the fairies attacking his house in like a weird home alone situation, but like on a higher scale, like they all turn up with rockets and shit. And he's yeah. like, he's got like guns all set up around the house to defend uh, his kidnapping because he's like, if you're not going to bring the gold, you're not going to get the fairy back. It's it, like, it's, it's a brilliant story. Mm. And then, then you have the second book, which this movie seems to be following more closely. Mm. Which I think is its doubt, like it would be to its detriment because if you're, if you jump in at the second point of a series to start telling your story, I think you're missing a lot of what already existed in the second piece of source material. Yeah, because as it goes on, it turns out like, and not to give away the, all the novels, I mean, I suppose they're like 10 years old now at this stage, but as it goes on, like, he helps the fairies more and more, and it's like a whole world where this Lord Voldemort has actually turned to helping the wizards <laughs> as it goes on, but you still have that underlying thing where none of them like him, and he doesn't like them. Yeah, and it's... I don't, it, it, it's, I don't know how to describe it. I think it's it, it raises interesting points, and to have, you know, 10, 11, 12 year olds be aware of those things. Mm. Like, it's not dumbed down, is what I'm trying to say. Now, would you like uh, some of the reviews, shot? Just to. I would. Um, MovieWeb has said Artemis Fowl has a high production value, but fails to captivate in any meaningful way. The characters are clunky, poorly written, and devoid of any chemistry whatsoever. Um, <laughs> you have uh, the rap who says Artemis Fowl is trying to be something very different Beef, bigger, beefier, flashier and not as magical you can't really blame it for aiming lower but there's enough tantalising promise here to wish that it didn't so it shows that there is probably a because obviously in the novels they have like seven or eight issues so it shows that there is a world here to explore they probably just didn't do it enough justice to earn this and the San Francisco Chronicle has my favourite review in that they say it's an okay version of the thing that it is I just can't stand that the thing that it is <laughs> Jesus <laughs> that's pretty good isn't it also pretty, yeah. si- since I did this news report yesterday it has now dropped yeah. to 13% oh god okay <laughs> getting worse getting see the worse. thing is as well is I have the Disney Plus app on my phone yes and the second that movie went live it got I got a notification pushed to me so presumably and like the last time I had that happen was when they put like Star Wars when they made Star Wars available so they're pushing it hard yeah 
because it's a movie released on Disney Plus, you know, like and, you know. Yeah, it's exclusive, and it's going to try and bring people in, which makes sense. I mean, it makes sense as a marketing tool to do that. Um, they say that in the book series, obviously, the character is portrayed mainly as a merciless anti-hero, while in the Artemis Fowl movie, it appears that he's depicted as a blatant hero who helps protect the world from ancient, fantastical beasts. Yeah, <laughs> it's a much duller concept. Yeah, let's take this cool thing, make it duller, and make it for in a movie form. Yeah, and I, look, we've not seen it. We could no, love the movie. I'm just, t- I'm because we were excited about it, and I read that uh, these reports, and I was just like, oh, I may tell Sean, <laughs> I may tell Sean to lower his expectations. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I, pr- I like. I would have seen this in the cinemas to support, you know, Irish. Yeah. But I can't say for certain whether I'll watch this with any, like, urgency. Okay. I think, it's just, also that San Francisco Chronicle article, that made me laugh. It's an okay thing (laughs) of what it is, but what it is, I I absolutely hate. (laughs) Um, So, Sean, we're going to move on to news that might excite you a bit more, but also I think is worse. And that is that the Batman trilogy, that is Matt Reeves' Batman trilogy that he is doing, um, is rumoured to introduce an all-new Joker at some stage. Yes, Sean, more Jokers. That's right. More Jokers I think we we need Jared Leto back. Did I want to say that? No? Just me? Did anyone hear that chorus of fans? fans? The chorus of fans? There's a petition? Is there going to be a petition? Um, Look... If it's good and makes sense, do it. I mm. get we've gotten a lot of jokers uh, of various degrees of quality and Connor liking them. I, I, I love them all. Love them all equally. <laughs> love them all in reverse order from how they came out. Yeah, chronologically reverse order, I love them the most. If you go <laughs> by that. Except for Jared up top. <laughs> yeah, swap Jared. Swap Jared and Yakin, and that's, how, that's my list. Um, Like... It's hard. It, I don't know. Do you think you could ever have a Batman series that never mentioned or touched on the Joker? Yes, I think so. I think Batman, like Spider-Man, is one of those characters that has like millions of villains that you could do. Can you do a Spider-Man trilogy without doing Venom? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I I get you. I, I think they're of the same level. Now, obviously, Joker is now much more mainstream and has a, he has his own movie, for God's sake. And that's completely unlike... Although Venom actually has his own movie as well now. But he does. Like, that, that whole thing of just, we have to throw Joker in here. I don't understand it because we've done, we do Hero Zeros all the time. And I've done a lot of Batman characters that afterwards were just like, wow, they were pretty interesting. Like... The fact that you haven't done Under the Red Hood or anything to do with Nightwing or any of the Robins, really, other than Chris O'Donnell. Fair play to him. Um, <laughs> fair play to Chris O'Donnell. You have, like, you have about over 100 years of Batman stories, or, like, 75 years of Batman stories. Just maybe do one that doesn't involve the Joker. Um, you have the Long Halloween there as well. Like, you have a lot of stuff that you can touch on without having to t- go, right, well, we'll have to cast a Joker, and it can't be, and it has to be better than Heat Ledger. Because you're always going to be in Heat Ledger's shadow after you cast the Joker. Yeah, and like, 
this is one when look they're gonna do it let's just yeah. take oh that yeah absolutely given. this is just a rumor um, by the way i'm just saying that it is rumored that they are going to be doing a joker but i think everyone in their right mind kind of assumed that at some stage in the trilogy they would be yeah and like they have to like they have to nail it first of all like I don't think you should try and because if you just do a straight this is the same Joker as Heath Ledger's except played by a different dude Mm. doesn't work people will hate it but if you do something that's a ganglord Joker maybe has a Lamborghini has a bit of a tat on his forehead says damage so we know everywhere Just tats all over the place. He's got smiley faces on his hands. He's got a big circle of knives for a laugh. I think you might have something there now. The only... I th- oh, here's the thing. Here is how you get everyone to fucking love this. Okay. You cast Mark Hamill. You cast Mark Hamill at the age he is now. And Joker's just been like in the shadows for so, so long. Just like puppet master and everything. What? Okay. The internet so would love it. I th- I think. Yeah. See, nobody's got to back it out. Nobody's got to insult Mark Hamill. That's the thing. No one. And Mark Hamill is the Joker. Well, he's the voice of the Joker in all of the animated series and every and basically everything that's good with Batman normally has Mark Hamill. Uh, Kevin Conroy is Batman. Mark Hamill is Joker. What if they cast Taylor Lautner as Joker? Somehow that idea might be even better. Somehow. <laughs> I don't know how you've done it, Sean. Taylor needs to come back. I think Taylor's a nice man. Do you know that? Yeah, I think he's... I've, I've seen think... interviews with him and Greg Davies. Have you seen those interviews on YouTube? Yes, I have. Yeah, I think he just comes across as a nice man. Also, Robert Pattinson comes across as a fairly well-adjusted human. For going through he all comes of across that. as a man who doesn't want to be famous. <laughs> yeah. And so, I think the two of them would have grey crack. Um, Taylor Lautner should be one of the villains. Really. That would be, like... Taylor Lautner as Bane. As, as Bane! Just straight up as Bane. Uh, oh. Like... Go ahead, sorry. I was going to say Killer Mott. Maybe the Condiment King? They'll give him some shit. <laughs> Pattinson will be like, shit. no, there won't be any teams here. <laughs> give him something fucking dog shit. Do, like, when casting the Joker, do you... Say you, you cast him against Pattinson. Yeah. Do you choose an actor who's, like, older? Or do you choose, like, a new, fresh Joker? Um, well, see, the idea normally is that Batman makes the Joker in the put them into the fucking chemicals or whatever. Um, and that's kind of how he comes about. But I can understand what you mean. In the original, of course, in Batman 91 or 90, like in Tim Burton's Batman, that's he's much older. Like, mm-hmm. so there, there's probably, what, maybe a 20 or 30 year age gap between the two of them. Um... So that it doesn't help with the fight scenes, but then Joker Joker's not meant to be a good fighter. He's meant to just be the guy who laughs until he keeps getting punched. I yeah, like it. True. I like a young Joker. If it's a young Batman, I like a young Joker because that leads into the idea that you can't have one without the other. It's like a weird yin yang kind of thing. Yeah. The um. 
yeah, because they are. There's that whole thing of they're they're two sides of the same coin, and blah, blah, blah. yeah, blah blah blah. <laughs> now, what about right? right? You get Ezra Miller's Flash Point movie, yeah, and you smash all the DC content together, okay. And then... This plan is so far never going to work. Ezra Miller's movie's never going to happen. So, okay. Well, right, we're, look. It's that time. <laughs> you've been working away. There was news this week. Sorry, just not to cut you off. Keep Stay on that train of thought. But there was news this week that the director or the producer of The Flash said there will be news soon. So the news was that there's going to be news. <laughs> I was like, all right, cool. And oh, go good. <laughs> um, and then you get Lauren Cohen... Who played? Let me get this right in my head. Who played Ben Affleck's Martha Wayne? Right, and you make her the Joker. You make her the Joker. Oh shit! Which is what happens in Flashpoint. Yes. What do you think people would flip? And then, then you find out Robert Pattinson is Thomas Wayne. Oh. <laughs> Just, they keep saying Wayne all through the movie and then it comes out that he's actually Thomas Wayne and this is Flashpoint. Tommy boy. Tommy, someone said, at the very end, you should use your real name, Tommy boy. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> but then you do lose out on Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman, which I'm oh, still holding yeah. out hope for one. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, no, you're right. Um, I just think that you can do a movie that's Batman related without the Joker especially the first one because that's rumoured to have lots of villains in it he doesn't need to be anywhere near that um, second one maybe or third one but like maybe even wait till the third one because there is just a multitude of villains they haven't even touched on yet in mm, these movies you know, what you do have, have Joker be your Thanos yeah like, and, and he, you, you never you get to see him to that yeah you don't even have to see him like, end of the third movie, have a laugh over the credits. Oh, shit. Oh, Matt. Matt, do this. <laughs> and then then you remake the killing joke. Oh. Clearly. Yeah. We, ju- we just want Clayface to be a villain. Just give us Clayface as a villain. Clayface is one movie. Just have the second one just be Clayface. Just don't even call it Batman. No. Call it Clayface. No. Clayface and Friends. Call it Clayface and Friends. That's the Harley Quinn animated show. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I just I don't know. I think it's interesting and also it annoys me that Joker's the only one people have lashed on to because there's so many more interesting villains. Not in not more interesting, but there's so many other interesting villains in Batman's world, just like there is in Spider Man with Venom. Like, Venom isn't the be-all and end-all of villains. True, yeah, and... Yeah, and, like... It was the Green Goblin for a while. It was like, oh, he's Spider-Man's greatest villain. Yeah. And every version had to do it, but... Like you say, there's enough of a rogues gallery for most superheroes that you can tell infinite stories without a Joker or a Green Goblin or a drinking problem. And and then you don't piss off anybody because then you don't have the immediate media backlash of he's not going to be Heat Ledger. He's probably going to be better than Jared, though. That's probably normally the media backlash. 
Yeah, and it, look, it's either going to be that or we'll get like what we have at the minute with the Morbius trailer, where it's just, it casually ties together two different universes. Yeah. And Joaquin Phoenix shows up in the trailer for Batman 2. <laughs> yes! <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to a next piece of news, and this is actually something that I found quite interesting, and that is Russell Crowe's next movie is called Unhinged, now, that's not the interesting bit. It's the fact that that aims to be the first film back in theatres. So, um, why the story has stood out to me is because, of course, around this time, every movie is being pushed back until September, October, November. But one movie has gone the other way, and that is Russell Crowe's Unhinged, in that they have gone from their September release date, September 4th, back to July 1st. Oh. Yes. That's soon. They have gone back to July 1st because, and this is, they say this is a massive gamble, because they feel that around July 1st will be the time when cinemas begin to reopen. And even if audience capacity in each auditorium is cut in half or even reduced down to a quarter, say, to allow social distancing while watching a film... Unhinged could lay claim to all the screens in the multiplex at once, which means that anybody just gagging to go for a movie would have to go see Unhinged, which means that this movie was made on a $33 million budget, and they are banking on the fact that if they can get in as the first movie back, they can be the first one people see that are just like, just get me out of the house, I'll go see anything, and they will make back their money. Sean, what do you think about this? It's it's risky. There's a lot of risk because if they don't open, say they push it back again until the middle of July or late July, then you're running to tennis and then you get battered. But this is their big play to try and make some money back for what this movie, I'm going to read the plot to you, it is probably going to be terrible, but Sean, what are your immediate thoughts? I mean, like from a, a release standpoint, mm. you can see their logic. Like it, it does make sense, mm. but is it? Is, I don't know. Um, Remember, that's the Fourth of July you, weekend as well. That's what I'm thinking because mm. you don't want to be the film as well that causes here's this massive cluster. <laughs> oh yeah! And now we're all inside for another three months. I mean, yeah, but I think this might surprise you. But studios and people, executives, do not give a shit and would prefer to get their money on the first two weeks and then have the cluster afterwards and be just like, well, we got fucking paid. I mean, you're right. <laughs> you're <laughs> almost what, entirely right. That's, that's <laughs> my cynical viewpoint on that, that they might not care, Sean. Oh, yeah, they, don't, they, they won't care. Mm. I hope, like... Now, it could also backfire horribly on them. Because the theatres in America are still locked. Like, they're not open. Yeah. And, and so, they're hoping that it opens on July 1st. They're hoping. Yes. Um, Like, $33 million. Like, yeah, on a 4th of July weekend, you probably would make it if you were the only movie in the cinema. And you're on multiple screens at once. Like, you can't go see anything else. Christopher Nolan is going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he'll make a movie about this and it'll be mind-bending and a bit weird. Oh. 
what do we know what this movie's about? <laughs> like, oh, unhinged. Oh, I, I yeah. have I have the plot. Um, I think I think you're going to like this shot because it it involves obviously Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe he plays an unnamed man, which is a good start. Who good, yes. engages in a high speed duel with a single mom who provokes his rage after blasting her horn at him. Ha ha! He's on hinge, Sean. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> they want this to make more than double thirty three sixty six. More than about seventy million dollars. About yeah. They need probably more than seventy to make it back, but they're cut. They're paying a lot of money in promotion. They're like going hard at it because they think if they can get this weekend out, people will go see a movie where Russell Crowe gets um, somebody, uh, just a single mother, uh, blasts her horn at him while they're driving, and he gets so bad he engages in a high-speed duel with this woman, who I can only assume. I mean, she might be driving to work, might be driving home. From any sort of leisurely activities, and she's just like, "Oh, you could have crossed me, beep," and then Russell Crowe is going to kill her. I can only assume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not <laughs> holding out hope that this is the the, the sleeper hit of the year. <laughs> Moonfall still has that. Moonfall is still locked Absolutely. in. Absolutely, but I think that people are going to say, "Okay, we'll see if it's safe to go mm. by seeing how many people get sick from going to see this movie." And then we might go see Tenet. Ah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Let the other people go in first. Check it out. And then maybe, because yeah. Tenet is the one you want to see. Exactly. Let the fodder go in. <laughs> the fodder. Let the fodder go in. Um, I think that's also a good point, because like, studios don't give a shit. And I just read this and I thought, in a very cynical way... There's definitely a white guy in a suit who's come up with this plan. And he's like, this is fucking genius. Yeah, and he's not going to the cinema. Oh, there's no way he's going anywhere near the fucking cinema. There's no premiere or anything. But we'll throw it out. We'll just put it out and see what happens. And I I just... Will people want to go to the cinema to see this movie? Are people that desperate that they're like, can't wait to see Unhinged? I heard it's a fucking sleeper hit of the summer. See, 20 years ago, maybe, but mm. there's enough content out there now. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right, because everyone has every movie ever at, their touch of their, at the touch of a computer. Yeah, they, they, like, fair enough, they don't have new movies, but who was fucking on tenterhooks waiting for Unhinged to come out? Well, I mean, speak for yourself, Sean. I've had posters up around my wall for weeks. Wait. Oh, so, so, I didn't. I didn't know. Well, how do? Where'd you get those posters from? Just downloaded them illegally. Wait, no. Hang on. Wait, oh, what? Really? <laughs> Doesn't sound like what a fan of Unhinged would do. <laughs> I bought them legally on eBay. Fuck no, that's that's still bad. You've 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 done a mistake, Connor, and that's okay. That's but, okay. Um, the studio is Solstice Studios, so they are the ones releasing Unhinged to the world, Sean. I think. This could be the biggest movie of the year. I think people are going to be so desperate that they don't have enough screens at home with their Now TV and their Disney Plus and their Netflix. I mean, I think they're going to Keep be dying. Them. Keep naming services. There's uh, HBO Max. 
Um, there's YouTube as well. Actually, YouTube sells movies now. If you want That's them, true, yeah, Google has them. So. Um, Google has every movie ever. If you know the right places, I'm not saying I oh, ever do. Oh, I'm not saying no. I wouldn't say oh, that now. I wouldn't say that. But someone lesser than me would find them. Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so, do you think people are going to risk life and everyone they love to go see Unhinged? Hmm. Mm, mm. It's tough. One. I think. I think. I think they have to be a bit unhinged themselves. Oh well, we've gotten them there now, huh? We fucking <laughs> nailed that down right away. <laughs> so we're going to move on to another movie you do not care about, Sean, and that is Dark Universe movie fucking Bride of Frankenstein. That the Bride of Frankenstein, the Dark Universe's movie that was off and then on, then off is apparently yes. now back still in development. So, what we have here is Bride of Frankenstein was one of the original Dark Universe movies they were pushing hard. Um, Angelina Jolie was going to play a Bride of Frankenstein. It was going to be after The Mummy and everything. And then, of course, The Mummy came out, got universally panned. The whole thing got cancelled, and they, they ended awful. out the lot and sent everyone home. But then... <laughs> but the then, Invisible Man came out. <laughs> yes, which they made on about a ten euro budget, and it made seven trillion dollars. Yes, and they like money, and so they think we've done it again. <laughs> Admittedly, we went wrong with the Bobby, but we've got one win. That's a fifty percent success rate. We were previously on a zero percent success rate. We're one for two. <laughs> one for two. So they're back. Their confidence is high, and they're thinking the next one's going to be another winner. Because, I mean, what are the chances it would be? And so, the the Bride of Frankenstein movie was going to be like... I'm pretty positive that was the next in line. And um, they were hoping that it was going to be big business in this shared universe of resurrected and like rebooted classic monster movie characters. Um, Sean, were you in any way interested in this universe to begin with? And has this piqued your interest that Bride of Frankenstein is now back, coming back? It's back at our screens. I know you're excited. Calm down, please. I, I like, uh, mm, I like, mm, huh? See, the, <laughs> that's the reaction mm, they want. <laughs> uh, yeah, they want blatant uncertainty. Is the reaction they're going for? Um, I don't know because. Invisible Man is just a good movie. And yes. also they said that that wasn't Dark Universe. That was just a movie. No, it wasn't Dark Universe until they realised it made money. And now they're thinking, Jez, it could be Dark Universe. Could we use that and throw it in? Like, Bride of Frankenstein. Not Look, not to, not to, not to raise other questions. Can, you, can that happen without Frankenstein? I mean... I'm I'm sure it can, but it's a weird name if there's no Frankenstein movie. Yeah, unless unless it's the bride of Doctor Frankenstein and she turns out to be more like evil. Yeah, I actually don't know the concept of Bride of Frankenstein just as a story. Do you have any idea in regards to that? No, from what I gather, it's um, I think Frankenstein after like fr- sorry. Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, it's Frankenstein's monster. <laughs> Frankenstein's monster, who I will henceforth refer to as Frankenstein, okay, uh, comes to his master and is like, look, I didn't ask to be born. 
the least you can do is give me some company. So his so Doctor Frankenstein makes mm. Frankenstein a bride. Just too many Frankenstein's here. It's I'm too already many Frankenstein's. Confused. Well, now the bride of Frankenstein is involved. <laughs> right. That does sound like something I'd want to watch. Um, but like you could do a very interesting version of this where you just call this the bride. Yeah, and it's like actually. this mad doctor makes a wife for himself out of dead bodies, which. Is really fucked up, but I think that's way more interesting. Sean, I that's think you've just nailed this. I think Universal should hire me personally. Mm, well, no, maybe you should probably aim higher. But I'll, um, just, <laughs> I'll throw out vague ideas, and you put them to work. It's the Stan Lee way. <laughs> it's the way to go. Um, so acclaimed screenwriter David Cope, he was originally down to write the movie, and he obviously said everything got put on hold got put on the back burner but with the recent obvious lockdown nobody could go anywhere he was able to bring the script which he, he was stuck at home so he just started revisiting his script and he was able to bring the script into a place where he says where i kind of always wanted it to be and credits universal with being gracious enough to let him try again on a story that maddie had already moved on from so i have a version now and they have a version that we all really like and i think they're talking to directors now he says Okay, so a, a writer has said he's happy to have written it. Yeah, and he says it's gone well. So the the whole lockdown has actually... This movie would not be made, but everyone's kind of stuck at home. And he said, sure, look, I'll take another look at the script and see what it's like. Yeah, I'll make it perfect to like everything I wanted to do. Yeah. Look, I, I, I will give it a watch. Let's go off... Let's just look at the last monster movie they put out it was very good they nailed it they've got a success rate going but if I turn up to the cinema yeah after seeing Unhinged yeah, well, I, I mean, see you've got your Unhinged little ba- flag and you've got your Russell Crowe hat and your Unhinged and shirt and I turned up to the wrong screening <laughs> oh tiddlewigs oh shit but if I'm sitting in the cinema and all the lights go down and then I see the Universal logo yeah, and, and then it, it goes, switches oh. to the dark universe. Yeah, somebody made that logo once. They worked really hard I, on it. I don't know if I'll be happy or unhinged. <laughs> You'll just be sitting there like, what the fuck did I come to see this for? I could have seen Unhinged for the seventh time. God, um, it, it gets better every odd-numbered watch. There's things you miss, Sean. There's things you miss on the first go. You have to watch it back again. Did she hug first? What's going on? Han honked first. <laughs> Han honked first. Um, also, uh, Tenet moved her release date back, which was meant to be like a big news story. And I was like, oh, fuck, like, I may tell Sean. But they moved it back a week. So not really oh, right. not really that um, groundbreaking, as it will. So the cinema said, look, we need time to put in plastic windows in front of everything. Yeah, I think they, they moved it back to the 31st of July. I think it was the I think it was the twentieth of July or something like that. Yeah, look. In my opinion, the longer they delay it, the better. Um, and so we are finishing off this week with something that Sean last week we talked about Superman a lot. Um, and this yes. was just in regards to Henry Cavill. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? What's the story? I don't know. We, we, nobody knows. 
But it has now been reportedly uh, reported, I should say, that Warner Brothers believes that Henry Cavill Superman can't lead an, his new movie, a solo movie. So they're very, they're not confident in Henry Cavill to lead a solo adventure as Superman, and they would much prefer him to be involved in other projects um, instead of being his own character. And I read this headline, I read this report. And I just think Warner Brothers have gone very wrong here. Shaw, what are your thoughts? Yeah, they've made a serious misstep because, yeah, like that. Nothing about Henry Cav- Henry Cavill is definitely able to lead a story. Mm. That version of Superman that they created is unable, in his current form, to lead a story because they made him so sad. Yeah, but they also made him unbeatable. Yeah, actually, he's he's uh, he's an undefeatable sad god. Like that, and that's and f- fair juice to him. They realise that's not an interesting watch. So they but, killed him. And they brought him back. <laughs> like Henry Cavill is able to like ho- lead an episode of The Witcher where he says two words and one of them is fuck. Yeah, and he he's like I used to think that Henry Cavill wasn't a very good actor. Because I was just like, not that he wasn't very good, but I was just like, ah, he's not, he's probably not the best, but like, obviously he looks like Henry Cavill, so that kind of helps yeah. him. But it wasn't until The Witcher came out and I was like, this guy's actually really good. This guy's a class actor. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He probably doesn't get the credit he deserves because he's so pretty. Yeah, and he's probably never worked on a production that hasn't been massively hampered by... You know, studio interference. And he's, he's also to, very good in The Man From Uncle. He's, all, he's also um, able to pump both hands before he starts punching Tom Cruise. That's his most famous power. <laughs> his most famous clock and The one thing arms. Superman can't do. <laughs> Who'd win? Mustache Tom? Uh, like, who? Yeah, here we go. You've got Henry Cavill. And mm-hmm. you've got Mustache Henry Cavill. But he's against Superman Henry Cavill. But Mustache Henry Cavill is able to pump both arms before the fight begins. How many times? As many as he wants, really. He's got an hour head start hell. of pumping. So as many times as he can, he can pump as many times. I think, let's see, <laughs> he needs to land that punch. Like, he needs to land one punch. Yeah, because Superman's just going to rip him in two. Yeah, or snap his neck. Yeah, okay. He's a mad for a snap. He is. He loves He loves to break a neck, does Superman. He'll make sure he goes through a few skyscrapers first. He's going to kill a few children before he gets to the neck breaking. Although, actually, Superman has a history of letting people just wail on him for a bit and then losing his head. Really? Like that version of Superman. Yeah, because in uh, Batman vs. Superman, Batman just, like, is shooting him, he's throwing grenades at him, and he just walks towards Batman menacingly is his one response to that. Yeah, because he could end it immediately. Yeah, so I think he would let Mustache Man uh, hit him once, and <laughs> that's let, all that he'd he even needs. let him pump up. He'd even let him pump up. He's just like, yeah, go on, pump it. It's not gonna help. <laughs> it's like, oh, this this guy has issues. Clearly, <laughs> that's a weird mustache. You should see, CGI that off. Um, it's but, super easy to do. According to uh, Heroic Hollywood, Warner Brothers is not confident that there is su- sufficient interest in a solo adventure for Cavill Superman at this time, and instead hopes to build up the character by having him play a supporting role for the foreseeable future. The full quote reads that they said, 
A standalone Superman movie would not be successful at this time. Perhaps once there's more momentum after playing a supporting role in some successful DC films, that's a that's a big call. Um, mm. There would be more of a chance for a standalone film. So they said the super a standalone Superman movie would not be successful at this time. Fucking, you can do anything you want with Superman. Mm. Like he doesn't have to stick to like here's a city, here's essentially New York. Um, you could put him in space. Yeah, he, he there's he he could go anywhere. He's he's able to fly anywhere. Uh, he could. I don't know. He could do literally anything, and they just they've written them to be. Oh, he needs to cry and cause tons of damage, and then be in a courtroom or in handcuffs. I think like, they they have him as the Hulk. Like they have him locked in as DC's Hulk, which I think Superman has way more character depth than the Hulk does. Yeah, um, yeah, the Hulk. Yeah, when you look at the two characters that they say don't work well in a solo film, um, the Hulk is the one that that famously they've said there will be no Hulk solo films. Mm. But the Hulk has so many limitations on him that he's just motivated by anger. And, you know, unless he's been the Hulk for two years, he can't really speak. But Superman is an alien who is from a world that got exploded. He's the only one left. He's the only one left. He's a stranger among all his people. Half the world loves him, half the world hates him. He wants to do good, but he doesn't know how. His adoptive family raised him to be a decent person. Like, you can... And if you want to do evil Superman, do Red Sun or something. Like... You have to show Superman being good for at least one movie before you get to evil Superman, though. Like, they haven't actually shown him just being Clark Kent. That's, That's another thing. You could do a Clark Kent movie. But the 70s um, Superman movies did that. like um, Exactly. And I think they did that quite well, where he's so bumbling. Like, he plays three different people. Like, he's he's Clark Kent as this bumbling, he falls over everything. And then you have Clark Kent, who's slightly more confident when he's alone by himself. And then you have Superman. Yeah, but this one they have, Superman is dressed up as Clark Kent right now. Yeah, and he's just the same. Whereas they should be two very separate characters, um, and he should be—he should be an idiot. We're not an idiot, but like he should be, because Superman is always, as you said, like he's come to this planet, and why he becomes that character is he's like, I'm gonna just try and fit in, and I'll just be a, a fool, and nobody will expect that I'm Superman, even though I'm clearly six foot three and look like Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah, but like, have you? There was there's a clip from I think it's. It's either Superman or Superman 2, but it's Christopher Reeves as uh, as Clark Kent. But then he like his entire demeanor changes. Oh, it's he, when like, he straightens his back. He reveals himself to Lois. That's yes, in, that's in the scene where he falls over the rug and he reaches into the fire to get his glasses back, and then he reveals himself to be Superman and she's like you're Superman and the minute she says it like he's he's like slouched and he's all, he's like feeble and she says that and he just straightens up 
He's like, yeah, yeah. He gives up the act, and it's 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 amazing. So, and I'm sure Henry Cavill could do that. No, he can't. He can't act. Can't act. Can't act. Of course. Sorry. <laughs> but I just Warner Brothers have taken the wrong lessons. Instead of taking Superman as a character doesn't work. There are lots of people who don't like Superman, but I think they don't like him because he's been portrayed like he has. But yeah, we, we but have said so many times that Captain America works. And people love Captain Super. America. And I think if Captain America works, Superman works just as well. Exactly. And how many fucking Superman comic books are there? And don't make him unbeatable. Like, he should just be really strong oh. and can fly and has laser eyes. Okay. Yeah, if Thor can be a fucking interesting character. Yeah, Thor is, yeah. Actually, Thor is a god. Literally a god. Thor is a god from a world that got destroyed and half of the people hate him, half of people like him. What? What? That's weird. That'll never work. Some, some, something there. <laughs> something there. And he's sad all the time. He's, yeah, he is sad. But to be fair, he is sad because he also lost an eye. So, But that's the best scene in um, Avengers. Is that Infinity War or Endgame? I think it's Infinity War. When he says... With like, his mother. Yeah, he's like, I lost my... No, yeah, I lost my mother. I lost, with, with Rocket. Oh, yeah. I lost my mother. Oh, sorry, yeah. I lost my friends. I lost my family. Because that was the first time we'd actually seen him sad. It works a lot better if he's pretending that he's not sad constantly. And then you see him break down once every movie or once every three movies. Or once for an entire movie. Yeah. And just like, fuck, yeah, I know. Someone says something, they're just like, Jesus, yeah. Yeah, like, but the the, the Superman slash Clark Kent we see in the DC Universe at the minute... Seems to have been sad forever. <laughs> he's always sad because it's always grey, and he's always just in a courtroom looking sad. Like even when he smiles, there's sadness there. Yeah, um, and so I read that and I was like, "We need to talk about Superman again, just as a concept, because Superman, I think, works a lot better by himself. Now he might work better. Batman and Superman are like they're a good combo. Um, I'm not as high on Superman Wonder Woman." As some people are, I think that's kind of overpowered. Just the two of them, and um, there's no real enemy that you could have that could cause any sort of issue at all. But I like that Superman and uh, Batman are like differing sides. Like they're completely opposites in every single way. Yeah. They are literally yin and yang. The, and that's why they call them the Dawn of Justice. <laughs> that's why they call them the Dawn of Justice. That's exactly right, Sean. Um, but I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays. If you, unless you have any other thoughts on Superman. Uh, I think he's good. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he's he's been hard done by. Yeah, he's been done very well. But I have high hopes for the future. Okay. Um, so I think that's it for this week's Movie Mondays, Sean, if you want to take us out. I would like to. What a week. Uh, big thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We'll be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with Hero Zero, and next Monday with another episode of Movie Mondays. If you would like to support the show, we have a Patreon link. Uh, it's patreon.com slash for hire podcast, or there's a link to that in the description. And big thank you, of course, goes out to all of our patrons, uh, Alexander Williams, Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Ray Ging, Roisin Halley, and Ryan Evanson. Thank you all so, so much for supporting us. We hope you enjoy the things we put out on Patreon. For those of you that don't know, we have what we call Pelp, which is the Patreon-exclusive Lazarus Pit. Have we actually agreed where, on Pelp? 
as a name. We've right? agreed on it. Oh, no, it's it's still not just in developmental stage, or is that just actually? Oh no, I bought the jackets. Oh, <laughs> you bought the jackets, which are on hinged money. With my own hinge money, and I have two director's chairs made up, <laughs> and they both just say "pelp" on the back. <laughs> oh no! Um, so that is where we look back at one old movie, comic book, nerdy, geeky kind of related movie. Uh, and we just do a, we do a talk on it. It's like a, it's like an episode all of its own, and they're a lot of fun to do. Sometimes, the, um, sometimes I even say nice things about movies. It's very rare, mm. but sometimes it is very rare. Mm. Um, but yeah, go check out the Patreon if you think you might be interested in that. Mm. Um, you can also follow us on all social media. They're all linked in the description, or you can email us hereshryer underscore at outlook dot com. But other than that, just tell one human being that we exist. Just the one. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so I've been Carl Long. I've been Tommy. I'll see you then, guys. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.